Yeah, Rap Radar Podcast, Elliot Wilson. Be that. Be that. What's up, baby? Feeling good, Elliot. It's... I heard you out on the road, man, on a secret mission, man. Where you at, man? You know what I'm saying? An undisclosed location. <laughs> These Rap Radar boys, man, they always on the move, man. Yes, sir, man. But you know, it's always time to say goodbye. Is this the end, man? Ricky <laughs> Bell? Ricky Bell? <laughs> the season finale, man. <laughs> the vloggers told me it was going to happen. They didn't tell me when. <laughs> oh man yeah this is season one finale man dj drama finally getting this episode out to the world right shit we've been sitting on this one yeah we've been sitting on it for like a couple weeks now but you know it's i think now was the right time to, to finally finally get it out so absolutely yo first shout out to punch man it was great to yeah, go to new york chop it up with him the west coast king yeah we, we kicked in the win in new york we we should have went to the garden right we were saying we ended up doing the thing in new york but we could have we could have sat with him at the garden we, man. we sat at the garden man i thought yeah. those union guys was gonna kick us out man wasn't gonna <laughs> let it fly but yeah it was it was a good conversation with punch man and like i said this is like his first time on the pod since we did it what five six years ago back in so the it felt like it felt like a new episode, you know what I mean? No, absolutely, absolutely. It's funny because we had that thing where it's like, I like before you pressed them on like the whole thing about the gripes of uh, the kids on the internet about you don't put out enough music, T, you don't put out enough music. And he answered, you know, about qu uh, qu quality over quantity and stuff. And I see people in the comments like, y'all didn't give them enough pushback about that, man. Da -da 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 -da. Like, they still mad. They still want more TD music, man. These, these fans, they, they're not having it, man. Well, that would turn the interview into an interrogation. We don't do that. Yeah, what's up with that? I hate when people critique you and say you should have gave more pushback. It's like, what does that mean? I'm supposed to convince him to do what he just explained, why he's doing it? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, I have to convince him because you, the fan, want the unreleased record that they don't feel is done yet. So that's what we should do. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, we're losing recipes, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been cooking up recipes for a long time, man. Happy anniversary, my brother. Today's Happy anniversary. Today's Are you supposed to give each other a gift? <laughs> <laughs> a watch. I don't know. Your watch game is pretty strong, man. I'm scared to give you a gift, man. I was, oh, I'm just saying I, I'd have to call that guy Todd to see what I, what I could do on, the, on a budget. On Shout out to Alex Todd. <laughs> Me and Jay-Z have the same jeweler. Hey, man. <laughs> let's, let's go golfing with DJ Khaled. Let's go golfing. <laughs> nah, but it's March 9th. Uh, what is this? What year is this? 2023, man. 14 years ago, man. On the day, you know, obviously Biggie passed on. March 9th, 97. So on March 9th, 2009, many years later, we started a little website called rapradar.com. Uh -huh. B-Dot was there from day one. Shout they, out to, remember Crystal Fairweather? Shout out to Crystal Fairweather up yeah, in this piece, Crystal. And we're still up. We're still here, man. Shout out to Big Homie. Been holding us down. So B-Dot, how did you survive the blog era when when the kids tell the story? How, how did you survive the blog era? You know what it is? Honestly, it feels like a blur. Like when people say, hey, you know, I, I was raised up on Rap Radar. You grew, I grew up on you guys. I'm like, what the what are you fucking talking about, man? <laughs> You're like, it's not a magazine. <laughs> like, it, 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 it's like really a blur. And then you do the math, you realize, oh, shit, you know, 14 years just kind of went by. And, but it doesn't feel like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just remember, like, just the craziness of us kind of, like, you know, doing this, me trying to do this digital thing. And I don't know nothing. And, like, the site would be crashing and shit. And I'd be all mad. And, like, I would, like, go to a movie theater by myself and shit and be all mad, like, in the afternoon until, <laughs> the, until the site was back up. And then go back to the office. It, I mean, we came at a time where you got to think about it. Like the iPhone is, you know, camera ready. We the camera phone. Yeah, were, you know, we had to go buy flip cams to do interviews. You know, and look at us now. Yeah, I remember Peter Rosenberg had that like the little flip cam thing. So I started going to live shows and, and like yeah. flip, flip camming concerts, and we would put stuff on YouTube and we would get flagged and shit would get taken down. It was mm -hmm. just like, we were just doing everything for content, you know. 
go no. to album release parties and have like a se- uh, tape recorder and dub it <laughs> the music and put it on the website. We did a lot of foul stuff, but yeah, I got Trav said something. We put up a Kanye verse for Champion or something. I don't remember this. And like possibly, uh, yeah, like on one thing. That's the first time he heard the song. Like we uh, we would be bootlegging stuff. Like we was rerunning what's happening this shit at these uh yeah at these, at these concerts and stuff. Man, we did. But was, I w- I would also means. say though, Elliot, we kind of changed the game. I mean, people don't remember. There's no like documentation of it, but we were like one of the first like rip things off the radio, rip things off the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we would have. We I remember being the first guy to like go to a concert and like, why am I filming the whole concert? People just want who's coming out, and I used to do the headline. You know, so and so brings someone so out at the yeah, concert. That yeah, was yeah, kind of yeah. practice. So. You know, we we've been we've done a lot in over the last fourteen years, man. Yeah, I think there's still some of that YouTube. You'll see like a Jay Z Oprah thing, and I'll have the like the little rapper you know, watermark on the side and stuff. It's like the yep. stuff that survived, things that people copying and stuff. You know, absolutely, but, man. But yeah, but once again, you know, I mean, the fact that you know, shout out to Paul Rosenberg, and you know, to to, to back this whole brand and the belief in it, and then you know, all we say, man. So we do it all nine about what 2015, six years later. Be that's like, yo, we got to get the podcast. We got a pie. We got a pod, man. We got to get a podcast. Pod. It's time to pod. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Combat Jack. Rest in peace, Combat. Yes, indeed. Um, rest, rest in peace to Combat Jack. Juan Epstein, they kind of set the blueprint, and it was like, no, I think we can do it too. So here we are. Jumped in, and that's what's paying the bills now, baby. So when you think Rap Radar, you think that, but you also shout out, like we said, Big Homie, uh, Jimmy, you know, all the people, man. Mm-hmm. Dark, Dark Knight, uh, all the people that yeah. did the thing. Angela E coming by the office back in the day and turning our site pink and shit. Remember, <laughs> remember she did that? What's wrong, What's wrong with that girl? What's wrong with her, man? <laughs> she's way up these days. Yeah, she's way up like this guy, DJ Drama, man, coming off the uh, Tyler, the creator, the Grammys and all that. He's finally giving us, he's finally getting his, you know, own album out there to the world, man. It's drama he, time, man. Gangsta Grills. He's really like that, man. We listened to the project and listen, it sounds solid, Elliot. I think it's going to be a contender by the end of the year. Yeah, what's the one you love? The Jeezy uh, Nipsey the, one, right? The Jeezy Nipsey. That one was a highlight for me. Yeah, that's going to that make me want to be that list, man. You know how he oh, does yeah. these lists, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we need to be on your list, man. I don't care what our low ratings are, whatever our views are, man. We 1.6 million on Young Boy, low views on that, man. This is, We the best podcast, man. Don't, don't don't fool yourself, man. Just, just a little aside, man, as we close season one. Let me get a little humble brag on that I'm very proud of the work we do. I feel like we're the best podcast out. We may not be the biggest yet, but, you know, I feel like we're the best, man. This is my opinion, I like being- man. I actually like being the underdog. You know what I'm saying? It makes me not feel comfortable. It feels like we have more to prove, and I feel like we do, you know? So, Absolutely. as Drama would say, we really like that. We really like that, man. We appreciate the journey, too, man. Let's get into this, man. It's the season one finale. We will be back real soon, but you got to chew on this one. Enjoy this one until we come back, man. Before we get out of here, man, B, we're going to get in the videos for all the all pre- season one episodes, right? It's coming. Yes. All Find of them. A, we're going to have you on some Netflix shit, man. Binge them all. <laughs> Binge watch it. <laughs> You're going to binge watch the catalog, man, until you like it. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry. You like that old shit? Watch your old catalog. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into it, man. Rap Radar Podcast, DJ Drama. Yeah. We really like that. Yeah, Rap Radar Podcast, Elliot Wilson. Speed out. Speed out. We really like that. <laughs> really like that. <laughs> we got DJ Drama here, man. <laughs> yes, sir. My light skin legend. My fellow light skin legend. Hey. One of the greatest mixed DJs of all time. Yes, sir. And I think we just took the podcast game to another level because we've actually heard DJ Drama's album and you haven't at this time. I don't know when you when you get this, by the time you get this, you will have heard it. But yes. If not, it's on the way. It's on the way. Yeah, but DJ you Drama, you just played your new album. Yes. I'm really like that. You said really you said like that. You said you ain't really playing it for nobody so far. Nah, nah, nah. Y'all the first. Mm. Yeah, so it's been all in house. So how did that feel? 
Uh, I got to ask y'all, how's it feel? It feels good. I yeah. really like that. That title alone just stands out. What do you mean by that? You know, it's kind of like, I think for a, a lot of my career outside of the mixtapes, I've been quite like humble and, you know, even like when I've done interviews, I've played the politically correct role at times. So I think just in this last like year and a half for me, it's like, nah, fuck that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I've given a lot to this culture. Like I'm really like that. Mm. Like y'all got to stop playing with me. You know what I'm saying? Stop, stop testing what I've, I've done, what I continue to do, what I'm going to keep doing. It kind of got inspired by the forever record. Um, Jim, Jim says on that record, um, you know, I'm really like that. Mm. And mm. I just kind of ran with it. You know what I'm saying? It's your first album in six years. It's crazy. What you been doing all this time? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, just, I, I ain't been doing nothing. Just like a lot of assists. Assist. Kick, kicking my feet up, you know. Yeah, I saw somebody say that actually on um social media the other day, because I made a comment. I said, um, you know, I brought the mixtape game back to life. Thanks, Tyler. And then somebody mm -hmm. said something like uh, yeah, DJ Drama was killing the mixtape game and then he got raided and then, you know, we haven't heard from him since or something. And I was like, actually, I've been running a very successful record <laughs> label, home of Little Uzi Vert and Jack Harlow, you know, <laughs> among, among other things. But, you know, I feel it's, it's weird because it's like there's been years, recent years when for me, it's been like felt quite successful, you know. Yeah. And definitely in a financial way and a lot of times, but then I've also have seen comments like, damn, where's, where's drama at or whatever mm. happened to DJ drama or something. And then it's like, nigga, I'm here. Like, right. I don't see, but then, you know, I have to remember it, Tom, more, more now so than at, at one point. But, you know, there's still a, a large group of people that didn't know we were behind, you know, Uzi or, or Jack for, for, you know, some time. And then I think even with Call Me If You Get Lost, it was like, you know, it was like, okay, like, drums back. Mm. You know what I mean? And when you announced the project, I think I saw it on Instagram. You captioned it. You said, Ingram is a poor man's sport. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Ingram a poor man's sport? Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, for someone to be able to uh, get that emotion out of you, you know, to, to be able to get that rise out of you, you know what I'm saying? It's like... It, 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 it's coming down to this level, mm. you know, someone who can control their anger, you know, then you're kind of like kicking your feet up, mm. you know what I mean? And like in a, in a very relaxed manner, you know, so it's like it's it's a it's a, it's a high, high testament. You've gotten you know, better a, a, that, a, be, right? a better frequency. <laughs> You've gotten better at that, right? Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> I, I've never been one, at least publicly, like to have shown a lot of discourse or a lot of like things don't really get under my skin. And to be honest, I always give a, a testament to that, to my early days of blogging at Double XL, you know, because mm -hmm. it was like for me, just like with like uh social media and stuff like that was an early time for me where you know it was like it was there was my space where it was like everyone loved you and then you i got into the blogosphere and then <laughs> i realized everyone didn't love me so you know through my no pun intended dramas through the years mm -hmm. however people have said shit like you know it is what it is i know when i walk down the street or you know when i when i'm on tour when i go places all i've ever gotten is love so you know, the, 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 the side talk has never really bothered me that much. Mm. What, what I do like care about on mostly is that, you know, like, I feel like 
for most of my career and me and my guys like you know we've always done stand-up business and i'm a stand-up guy mm -hmm. so my reputation is important to me you know for people to know like you know i've i do good business and you know i do good by people you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and you do good albums too man yeah what's the vision around this album man what was the vision you know it's it's interesting because it was like it kind of, you know, I haven't been in album mode for a while and it, it really just kind of snuck up on me. You know, I have been working on records for some time. And then, you know, as as the year was progressing, we just kept, you know, going in with records and then just the energy just felt right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm -hmm. Like just with everything that was going on. Um, you know, from from the Grammy win to the success of our label to just like, you know, having the eyes and ears back on me. It was like, yeah, not like, OK, it's time. Like, you know, let me let me get back into this to this mode. Yeah, you contribute, obviously, on everyone else's project. But with yourself, mm -hmm. is it difficult putting albums together? It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. I guess it's an art and a science to it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that producers and DJs, you know, when we make albums, obviously, for the most part, we don't you know rap ourselves so it's like you know you you have a canvas and you got to paint this picture and you know use use these colors and 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 your palette and however you want to paint the picture you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so um yeah it's definitely not easy you know and you got to work around people's schedules mm -hmm. and you know artists are artists and you know it's a lot of the, the complicated part too comes after the music is done too you know oh yeah clearance time yeah that, <laughs> you know that takes some time and then just just but really painting a vision but it's it's really fun you know um it, it really is you know and just again like i'm a dj you know yeah. like again my, my goal was to get my name on a flyer so <laughs> to think about all the projects i've done or this being my sixth studio album like you know just to have that opportunity you know i don't take that shit for granted like that shit is that shit is a blessing yeah and you call like the avengers of rap on this project man you got like <laughs> the who's who even even as dj drama is it still difficult to get the people that you want it depends. I mean, some phone calls are easier than others. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd be surprised. You know, there's a guy like Wayne who still to this day, you, you call him or you send him a beat and 24 hours later, you, you get an, an Damn, amazing. Damn, that's a turnaround. That's the easy turnaround for drama. Weezy is, he's a monster. I mean, that, that's somebody who for sure has definitely always come through for me and always like whenever I send him something, it, it comes right back. Yeah, what was the one with Weezy on the album that we just heard? Um, it was the one with uh, it was Roddy, Weezy, and Gucci. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. you don't know about that goo wop. <laughs> the goo wop. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to goo wop. Shout out to Gucci. Yeah, I think the thing that was most interesting about listening to the album was the pairings, right? Mm -hmm. Like when that stood out to me it was like you had Rick Ross and West Side Gun. Like I mm -hmm. never saw that, and then you also had like Nipsey and Jeezy. Mm -hmm. Like how'd you get a Nipsey Hustle verse, strong? That's my guy, man. Rest mm. in peace to Nip. Yes. You know, we got a lot of history together. Um, you know, obviously, and B-Dot wants to argue this, but <laughs> Crenshaw is part of the Gangster Grills legacy. Wait, I don't know about this. You argued that it? That it I, I, didn't, I didn't consider <laughs> Crenshaw a Gangster Grills project because it doesn't say Gangster Grills on it. It says DJ Drama Presents crazy. Crenshaw. <laughs> Branding, man. This is on your bracket show? Brackets? You, bra you bracked up incorrectly? We, he left it out of the brackets. Cause, and, and I, I, I didn't catch it till later because I realized, I was like, damn, which ones did we leave out? And I was like, we left out Crenshaw. He's like, that's not a gangster. I'm like, nigga, that's definitely a gangster. Um, interestingly enough, this is actually the, my second record with Jeezy and Nip. Um, 
had a record on Quality Street Music mm. album that I dropped in 2012 called Never Die. Mm. It was uh, GZ Nip and uh, Jade on there. So, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's the fun about it is being able to put the pairings that you know you you wouldn't expect or you don't see often uh, guys coming together. Yeah. Like, you know, even like the the um, Saha and La Russell record, mm-hmm. you know, that was fun. Doug and, and Uzi, you know, Uzi really spitting on there. Like, mm-hmm. that was fun. Yeah, it seemed like you got, like, guys to really, like, Wiz Khalifa. Like, you got mm-hmm. guys to kind of spit hard, like, really go in. Like, like some you don't often hear them maybe rapping that sort of, like, urgency. Was that, you think that was inspired by, you know, the conversations or just to be It's itself? a DJ drama project, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you got to come with it. And, and, <laughs> yeah. they, they know they can't play around. Yeah. <laughs> it's somber hearing Nip. Like, I still struggle listening to him, even watching, you know, old interviews. But, mm-hmm. you know, Jeezy's verse on it is really incredible. That yeah. one really stood out to me. Jeezy was very excited when um, I asked him to be on that record. Mm. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he recorded it the day of takeoff's memorial Mm -hmm. and you know you hear some references to take on there you hear some references to Dolph on there um so you know I I feel like he put a lot of you know heart and and passion in that record and even him being on there with Nip you know it's it's tough for all of us to 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 hear Nip and to listen to Nip for sure to this Mm -hmm. day so but I mean you know for me to have Nip on my my projects means a lot to me Right. So it's still like putting pieces to the puzzle of how you want to pair certain artists. Definitely. Um, you know, we as a team too, you know, we kind of like map it out and put a put a uh, board up and, you know, just kind of look at the names of the records mm-hmm. and, you know, just play around with it and say, oh, this person might sound dope on this or let's let's go here or let's go there. So we saw the dry East board on, yeah, the, on yeah. social media. You like blurred out the names. I blurred it out, but I, I you know, I, I left enough up there to, <laughs> to create some anticipation. So did Jack Harlow get on your line and say, I'm doing my own joint on this one, man. You ain't paying me with nobody. I'm the franchise of this generation now. I think now that you're a franchise. Jack Harlow is definitely the franchise player. I like how he says you're going to be salty when I get the Grammy. I mean, at this time, we don't know if he's going to get the Grammy while right. we were taping this. But, you know, there was some backlash, it seemed like, of people just being critical about him being Grammy nominated. And, you know, it's like as much as we say we're progressive, like I feel like he still faces a little bit of resistance. Like, mm-hmm. What do you think it is? And what's your take on all that? You know, I think that his album was was like highly anticipated and um for what people may have expected from it in some ways so you know and i think that we were in a space where it was like jack harlow was everywhere you looked yeah. like he was all over the place you couldn't turn became a heart drive he's a heart drive now he became a heart drive <laughs> he was on fucking four commercials back to back to back mm-hmm. If you're watching the NBA finals, so it was like, you know, you look on social media, it was Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow. So, you know, and especially, you know, him being uh, a white artist in the hip hop space, you know, when it's like, it's like, like, I'm maybe overkill in a way, you know what I'm saying? So that can, it can, it can sometimes come, you know, back to bite an artist in, in some way. So, um, you know, it comes with the territory. I think that he, he plays it well, you know, and um, he uses it as ammunition. Yeah. So I'm excited just for the music he's working on now leading up to, you know, what the 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 wins and, you know, the criticisms that he went through last year. 
even on his, on the song too, you get a little bit of a got, got a couple Oster bars rapping. off. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? I guess I've been playing around with the bars a little bit. You know, Jay Stone. I just dropped the tape with uh, yeah. Jay Stone. You know, and I did somewhat of a hook on there too. So I've been, you know, just trying it out. We, we forgive you for your juicy performance, man. We forgive you for that. You know, that's all that. You see, you do. Oh yeah, you haven't seen it yet, though. Yeah. So yeah, T Pain, T Pain's podcast. And he has like a karaoke, mm. and he, I, the way he set it up is like if you're, if you have a gun to your head and you have to perform one song, what's it gonna be? And I was like, oh, shit, fucking juicy. And he was like, all right, go up there and do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know the lyrics by heart, but right. I mean, performing it is a little different. My yeah. cadence is not cadence, notorious right? B.I.G. <laughs> It's funny, like, the I, case of shit talking and the case of bars, right? Like, you would know better than so how hard it is. But, you know, I think that, like, when I when I um, think about it or when I talk about it, it's like, you know, as much as I don't, like, rhyme, like, I take a lot of pride in the shit that I say on tapes, you know? Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I, I hope it doesn't go over people's heads too much, but, like, I be... I'd be feeling like and I would assume that the reason why I'm still going and still at it and people still want me on their projects is because I really be saying some shit like yeah, you know what I'm saying bars, new bars. I, I get very creative like you know the the song um on French's new album is is called Jizza you know mm -hmm. and it took the shadow boxing beat and you know he even hit me about that I say at the end of it like you know I'm shadow boxing with myself yeah. or I say at the beginning I say um I, I do a coke boys reference mm -hmm. but I say it in the way that they did on the original shadow boxing, you know. Do you have a script when you go into the booth? And I make don't. these declarations? I don't. I go strictly off the top of wow. the head. It's very seldom, you know, I some sometimes just in conversations I may write something down just mm -hmm. to just to like a notation of something like, oh, that'd be hard to say on a tape. But for the majority of the time, when I go in the booth, I just, you know, I, I vibe off the record. And I just try to get as creative as I can be. And then, you know, like, it's like, for me, even at this point, like, just recently I did this project with this uh, up-and-coming artist named Ayala. She was mm -hmm. an R&B artist. So it's like, I, I like doing stuff that might be left of center of what people would expect from me because I can play with my cadence and my voices. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily yelling like I I, I would on a Jeezy project. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I talk about my real life, like, on her project, I, I said something about, you know, my therapist asked me the other day what my love languages are. And somebody <laughs> was like, I was in here with um, another artist and I was like, you have a therapist? And I was like, yeah, I do. And, you know, I think the way, just the same way the, the artists that we love and we call our greats talk about their real lives, that's what I do when I go on projects and tapes and I have through the years, like whatever's going on in my life or however it may be, however it may play onto the music, mm -hmm. I, I go in and talk about it. Yeah. Like fast taking pictures. You want me to smile for the camera? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I was definitely going through some shit when fast taking pictures came out. <laughs> well, talk about the year you had. Last year, you released 11 Gangsta Grills. It was 11? 11. Uh, branded mixtapes, man. Did you set out to like release that much music? Nah, I did. It just kind of happened. Do you tell no to anybody? Um, <laughs> did I tell no to any? No, I don't think I told anyone no. I mean, no one came to me that I that deserved the no neither. Mm, but yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think it might have been more than 11, but 11 is close. So that would be like one every month. Um, I can divide. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it just kind of happened yeah. that way. It was like, you know, the, the, the game was, was back. What I, what I think happened is that, so if we, if we look at the last, like, I don't know, what do you want to say? Uh, five, six years. When did, uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Come out. Was that 2015? Yeah, 2015. So, yeah. so that was kind of the, to me, that was like the first like mixtape that mm-hmm. went to streaming platforms right yep. so like before mm-hmm. that you know there was a a, a difference when like a mixtape would come out it would go to you know adapt piff or live mixtapes mm-hmm. and stuff like that so then if you're reading this is too late came out and it was kind of it was known as a mixtape and it went on the streaming platform so then from there you know everything even in a mixtape space was going onto the streaming platforms mm-hmm. and even still like i, I did do a couple of tapes like um before Tyler, like I, I definitely have to shout the uh West Side Gun. Mm-hmm. You know, he had me on a project. Um oh, one of the my nigga wife and Lucci. Hermes. We did yep. It was mm-hmm. um Her- Hermes, I forget which seven, one. Seven? It, it could have been. The seven, yeah, we did a car test for that. Yep, one. we yeah. did that one. And then um I did a six fifty uh Lucci with Lucci, shout my nigga Lucci, free free wife and Lucci. But with Tyler's album, you know, being as polarizing as it was and of course, Grammy Award winning. Hello. But, but the <laughs> but the 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 um the way that that project was structured with yeah. me on it, and it being like having that mixtape feel, mm-hmm. I think it just set a new space for like what people used to do with mixtapes or have me involved. It was like okay, now we can do this again and still go you know to the DSPs mm-hmm. in a way where it's like it's still that mixtape feel. I can run it back and you know talk my shit and you know it's, it's not a one version with me or without me on it. It's just like this is this is a mixtape and it's still going on the DSP. So after the 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 success of Tyler, mm-hmm. I think you know a lot of people was like oh yeah like let's go get drawn for this and you know we can still put it out this way right yeah one that stood out to me was the d-day dreamville crazy 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 that stick man that was i I was performing that all summer long on tour (laughs) it was fun too stick stick was stick is a stick was a record that like I, i think when we dropped the tape we literally probably dropped it like the day before Dreamville Festival. Yeah. Yeah. And they performed Stick and this shit went crazy. Yeah, it rang off. Yeah. It, like, it rang off at Dreamville Festival. And that was a that was a big project, you know. That was a big tape. Um and it happened during a time when I was performing at Dreamville. I did a gangster girl set with Tip Jeezy and Wayne. Yep. And then as soon as I got to Dreamville, you know, as I'm uh, sitting down with uh, Rob Markman and Wayno, I find out that, you know, we win a Grammy for Ooh, mm-hmm. for Best Rap Album. And it, it was a real like it was a real like 360 moment for me, you know, just to be a Dreamville Festival, to be performing with these guys that I started my career with. Um, and then, you know, to have won a Grammy for, you know, a, a, a album, you know, it was like it's, it was what dreams are made of you know again this kid from philly that 
came up watching the roots and like here i am about to go perform in front of seventy five thousand with you know three monsters jeezy to the wing <laughs> right. and you know i just got just found out i won a grammy for a mixtape series that i just started in in the fourth ward you know mm. um so d-day was a d-day was a big one d-day was definitely a big one and the jeezy was a, a huge mm. one too um i think that you know the the, the feeling the nostalgia of of me and Jeezy together, mm -hmm. like for those who were there, you know, it was it was bringing back those times. And then, you know, for those who weren't, they were like, "Oh, this is this is what it, it felt like." Right. You know what I'm saying? And you know, that, that's why I, how a lot of people know me in a lot of ways from my early uh, come up with with Jeezy. Mm -hmm. Did you know that song was going to be a banger when you first heard it? Definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, I mean, shit. That when I when I first heard it, I don't know if Cole had even gotten on it yet. And then they were like, Cole heard it. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm on this one. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that shit, that shit had that feel to it. It right. was crazy. Yeah, we talk about uh, Back to Jeezy a little bit. Yep. There was a funny bit on Drink Chance where he talks about he saw you the first time and you came, he came to your house and you're like in the hood, but you still made him take his shoes off when mm -hmm. he came, when he came through. That is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I had carpet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was successful. He was I, on, but you wasn't on as much as him at that time, right? No, nah, actually, I was more known than he was okay, at got that you. point. Talk so, that talk, Joram, okay. Yeah, I was, you know, he was coming to me because, you know, Gangsta Grills had had somewhat of a buzz in the streets. And he, at that point, he had only had um, his album Come Shop With Me out. So, yeah. you know, this is before before we even did Streets is Watching. So th this was a crib, like, you know, Tip had came through. This was where Lil John came through, where, the, you know, this signature Gangsta Grills drop was born. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I made him take his shoes off. I had made everybody take their shoes off when they came in. That's so nice. It's only right. Yeah. <laughs> shoes are dirty, man. <laughs> you know, me and Jeezy have so much history together. Yeah. So it's just like for us to... You know, and we went on kind of uh, somewhat of a run with the tape yeah, where we yeah. did, you cool. know, a bunch of shows together and everything. And it just felt good. Like, you know, just to think of like where we where we came from and like where we started, you know, to to watch like these records ring off like the records that Jeezy has, those those Thug Motivation records, mm -hmm. like the energy, you know, that they still bring. It's and you, mm -hmm. why it's, it's definitely timeless. So. And it's like watching that or being a part of that is like, wow, who would have thunk it, you know? Yeah. It was interesting when you guys like taking off together and then you obviously had a fallout. Like, how does it feel like, you know, conflict resolution, like to get back to, to, with someone great. after such a tough time? Like, It's great, you know? I mean, it's, it's we're grown men, you know? So like, it's like you go through things and you have differences and it's like to rectify them and then to, you know, think back and like, kind of be able to laugh at it and, you know, be open about it and talk about it. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's just grown man business, you know, and it's like after being in the game for so long, you know, you, you've seen it many times within our culture, within hip hop yeah. and, you know, people have differences and, and you hope for, and especially when it's like people come up together, you know, yeah. and mm -hmm. like, like we did. And it's like, you know, we, we had our differences and, we fell out and, you know, we were able to, to patch it up and move on and, and do bigger and better things. You guys hit the road as well. Yeah. How difficult was it narrowing it down? Because you guys did the B-side shows. Oh, it was tough. 
It was so many records, bro. <laughs> Were there joints you I forgot about? It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. We we went through them like we literally we sat in this room too, and we had a um, we had a we had like we had to have like four boards. Wow. To put all the records on, and we literally went through like every mixtape and every album. So like me and Jeezy alone have, I think ten mixtapes, mm-hmm. and then he has you know some some others like i think another like maybe five or six so we, we went through we literally went through everything just to like see like what what records we gonna do and it was even when we did the shows it was like <laughs> it was an hour and a half two hours in like <laughs> this is tough work right here you know it's four <laughs> quarters right here <laughs> people still probably wanted other records that you didn't um i, I feel like we hit pretty much all the ones that people wanted okay. is there anything we missed? I don't know we might have missed one or two but overall we we pretty much touched on everything is it just as good is that is it the same kind of feeling when like a grown ass man gets the same response as like a you know uh, circuit not circulate but you know one of the big songs like as a single like those songs are like b-side cuts that yeah. you think get the same response that shit's dope like just to watch because you you think like uh, artists like that you know when he goes and does his shows you know he, he probably has a good 40 50 minutes mm-hmm. of material of the the ones that he has to perform but then you know being able to like perform the fucking trap or die intro right. and the one like that you know that that record to this day still gives me chills when I listen to it. <laughs> one so, of the best intros of all time, for sure. Take that, Joe Budden. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for us to go up there and be able to perform that, it's yeah. like you know it's, it's super fun. And it was just good seeing you guys reunite on the Snowfall project. Yeah, you know, man. It, yeah. Felt like you gave him a, a boost. It felt like he got his groove back. Yeah, the drama bit. relit Jeezy's fire. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, shout to shout to my my man Cannon too. You Cannon, know. Cannon was uh, really involved on that project, so it was a group effort. You know, I feel like we all played our parts. At the end of the day, it's still like, you know, I'm I'm the bells and the whistles. You know, um, it's Jeezy who is is the 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 main player. You know, I'm I'm Scorsese. You know, mm. what I'm saying he's he's the narrow. So, um, but. You know, I think as a collaborative effort between myself, Cannon and Jeezy, like, you know, we Snow was in a position that he hadn't been in some time. And, you know, I, I saw some on on one of the lists or something. He said, you know, best comeback of the year was young Jeezy. So it feels mm-hmm. good to see see my man, you know, get his get his his due and his flowers. Or So what are the ingredients to making like an impactful mixtape from a, from like DJ drama's perspective? Yeah. You got to treat it like an album, first of all. Like, as much as it's a mixtape, you know, and then and there's different forms, you know. In in today's day, you know, we see more more formats of it being, you know, new original music than mm-hmm. than the dedication style, where it's like freestyles and, and things like that. But even if it's a even if it's a tape where it's a mixtape and you're doing freestyles, I feel like you know the best ones are when you kind of pick beats that people wouldn't expect or, you know, uh, obscure beats in a sense, like not just like the hit records, like one of my favorite tapes to this day still, of course, is the Pharrell Mm mixtape. And for that one, because, you know, the beats that he chose weren't, you know, he rhymed on like liquid swords Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, just like, 
he rhymed on Trap or Die, like shit you would never think Pharrell would rap on. Um, definitely, you know, just the sequencing of the project. I, th I feel like intros are very, very important on a mixtape, you know. And then for me, when if someone has me involved in a mixtape, like you, I, I want you to have me in mind when you're working on it in a sense like give me room to breathe like mm. give me spaces where i can do my one too like you know i hate i can't stand when i see people talking like i wish dj drama would stop talking all over the music <laughs> it's still part of it nigga i don't talk all over the music like i talk in my pockets you yeah. know they, i talk where i'm supposed to talk and then like when the artist is there to do and spit their bars i let them rock you know what i'm saying so and it's just you know good placement i there's time you know the good good bring back and you know and and just for me just like to be as creative as possible when it comes to the music and just really just play off the music like i try to be as creative as possible with what i say and for it to make sense with whatever the song is i thought in the album you did a good job of like a great job of like you know these sort of like super thug kind of like you know like like looking for the club exit kind of energy hip-hop shit and then like mm -hmm. you have records that more catered to the female audience in a mm -hmm. sense right mm -hmm. like that's when you get in your hey baby bag right <laughs> yeah my baby bag yeah that's my baby bag <laughs> talk about that balance it's like you, like you take pride in kind of those records absolutely right? um you know one of my biggest records in my career was is wishing with chris brown mm -hmm. um so, you know, we all love women and we all love <laughs> to, you know, make women happy. So you definitely want to cater to that audience as well. And then, you know, through my career, like even through the mixtapes, like there's been a lot of mixtapes for me that, you know, that have been, you know, female orientated, like a Chris Brown in my zone or mm -hmm. Jeremiah Late Nights yeah, or yeah, um, even the most recent one I did with uh, Ayla, like, you know, so, yeah, I, I, I feel like the mixtape world at one point was very male orientated or mixtape DJs in a sense. And then, you know, for me, it's just like, I guess, and it's trying to change that or being a part yeah. of just the transition of, you know, mixtapes also and, and, as time went on, mattering to women as well. Mm. So it was, it was more challenging to construct those songs and like at a particular moments on this album where you did it and you're very proud? Mm, I wouldn't say more challenging, you know? I mean, for me, it's like, I, I feel like I do that just as well as I can scream on, you know, mm. a, a, a street record, you mm. know what I mean? Like, you know, I like women, so <laughs> I know how to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> then what's the joint with all the female rappers on it? That's with Lakia, Cali, and Kaluminati. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, 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 we, there was no way we was going to make an album in 2023 without, you know, having some female uh, representation on there. So um, I think those, those are, you know, three voices, new voices yeah. that I wanted to showcase and give, you know, opportunities to. All right. How do you determine what's quality street music? I mean, definitely when it hits them speakers. <laughs> oh, yeah, with sound system we yeah, got here. Yeah, you feel you the know, wind. You, when you hit them, you got to feel the wind from the Osbergers. <laughs> um, so if, like, a verse isn't up to standard, up to par, like, would you uh, inform the artist? Like, can you do it again? Yeah, I would go in and give them constructive criticism. Okay. Absolutely, you know. I think that's necessary, and I think that, you know, that that's what one would want. And as 
other as people have done with me at times like yo i need you to come a little harder like mm. you know my jeezy does it to me all the time oh wow like yeah when i he he's definitely he he made me go back in on snowfall like on the song grammys um <laughs> when i gave him the, the the first draft he was like yo how how did you do this tape and this song and not mention that you had a fucking Grammy. <laughs> and I was like, yo, my bad, you right. <laughs> I went back in like, yeah, I really got that. Like yeah. <laughs> so What do you keep the Grammys, bro? It's 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 at my crib. I have a, like a trophy room. Okay. Um and I have some BT awards in there. I got Hey, I got my Justo mixtape awards in yeah, there. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, rest in peace, Justo. Yeah. I got um got some some other awards, and then I built a glass case and the Grammys in there, and then I I put a uh, poster board up behind it. It says best rap album, and it's like call me if you get lost. The cover. Yeah. So it looks pretty nice. Do you know what Tyler makes of all the uh, Gangsta Grills craze that he sort of helped resurrect? Um, I've talked to him about it, you know, I mean, I definitely like, I definitely give him his, his praise and yeah. his due, you know, and I've like, I've thanked him multiple times. <laughs> like, yo, like, do you, are you, are you watching this? Like, you see what you did, right? And he, um, he said it was like a, you know, it was like the, it was like the bear that was just hibernating, <laughs> you know what I mean? That he woke up. So, but I, I, you know, I, I, I in no time do not you know or make sure to give him his credit and his his praise for yeah. like really you know bringing this energy back and like you know kind of bringing a new life to gangster grills for sure so the one song we didn't get to hear at this time is the tyler intro man yeah. so can you give us a hint of what to expect it's gonna be high energy <laughs> it's gonna be high energy get ready it's gonna be a hell of a way to start an album <laughs> It's gonna be a hell of a way to start an album, and I feel like it's it's only right, you know, to start yeah. the album with 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 the creator. So he's got the beat at this time. Oh yeah, yeah, he's definitely got the beat. It's a Cannon beat. Oh Ooh. man, you know I'm a Don Cannon groupie, man. So if you lit the fire, is Cannon gonna flood, flood the market this year? But get to share some of these beats. Yeah, man, Cannon's you know he's he's back in mode. I mean, he he had a hell of a couple years actually. Uh, the last two years, I think like he did a rundown. It was like. 22 placements or something like yeah he, he he's he's quietly a monster he's out so here. underrated let's, let's, people, let's, yeah. break, let's break down what are some of the class people may not know that wikipedia wikipedia page might be busted like what's some of the classic don cannon productions people should be aware of i mean of course there's the go crazy yes jeezy go crazy jeezy and jay-z there's fucking um cannon 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 remix Lil Lil Wayne. Wayne. Yes. artist storytelling outcast mm-hmm. Um, numbers on the board. Numbers on the board. Push, Push a T. That's a classic. He got some shit. Yeah. Circulate. Circulate. Jeezy. Um, it's another Jeezy one too. Uh, what's the other one? Mr. Seventeen Five. Oh, that's that low key might be my favorite Jeezy record. Mr. Seventeen Five. Really? I love inspiration. One hundred and two. People Man. sleep on that. Yeah. Great, great record. Yeah, they got good chemistry together. Yes, they got good chemistry together. So you know, that's my like. I feel like me and Ken are like Batman and Superman, mm. you know? I saw him do an interview the other day and he said something like, it was like Batman and Robin. I was like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> it's definitely not Batman and Robin. It's Batman and Superman. So what character is this Lake guy, man? Generation now, man, Lake. Damn, who would Lake be? Lake would be like... <laughs> 
Wolverine. Lake, <laughs> Lake's like Professor X. Professor X. Yeah, Lake's like Professor X for sure. Oh, and B, congratulations. You got to congratulate man. It's a little item in the in the business side. Generation now, we we up with Atlantic. Congratulations. Right? Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Know so that's what I smelled. I said bag drop. It's a bag drop in the comments. Smell like crisp hundred dollar bills when I walked in here. Lake definitely has a new vehicle outside. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> we should all go hop in it and do a car do a car test in that thing. Let's talk about the early days of Generation Now. Like, drama reminded me that the first time he was on here, uh, he was trying to put pitch Uzi Vert to us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he said I wasn't receptive at the time. I feel like this was, like, this was the very beginning of Rap Radar Podcast. When did y'all start Rap Radar Podcast? Like, 2017. No, no, hell no. No, no, no. 2015. 2015. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, I feel like we were one of the first to do it. Um, and so I, I, I think I was pitching Uzi to you to do the podcast mm-hmm. and then you were like well you have to come <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty on brand that's not like me right and this is like subtle charmer that I am easy so, so this had to be like <laughs> I don't know if love is rage was out yet it might have just came out or it hadn't come out yet so mind you 2015 I'm shooting myself some bill I don't think 2015 this is like this is in the midst of the Drake and Meek yeah. Situation. Yeah. This is like yeah. first time I talk about it was coming to see y'all. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was and it was like, you know, I, I, I took those shots for my man. <laughs> like I was like, damn, I gotta, you know, be the sacrificial lamb because we're trying to get Uzi this look. So we came and did the Rap Radar podcast. Um and that was, you know, that was one of Vert's first interviews and we was introducing them to to y'all yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be like, yo, this this guy's hot. And you were like, No, nah, you gotta come. <laughs> I like, ah. But I remember also we was in one of the clubs in New York and like it was a show. I think you hosted the show and Uzi came out to what was the record that Tell Me What You Want with yeah, the guest uh, uh, What Do You Want? What do you want? To yeah. me that was the first record that like I knew of him that oh, for really sure. took off. Yeah, like, the people may not realize that because he's got mm-hmm. so many hits yeah, now. He's got a hit yeah. now. Yep. You know, he's built a great career. But like that feature was the one and he did it. I forget the club in New York. And I saw the way the crowd was reacting, and that from that moment on I started to really believe. Was that the show that it was was I think Post Malone was there too? Was it that one? No, no. It so wasn't that one. there though. But you sure. Yeah. And there was a heavy police presence. Because I got a, <laughs> I got a, I got a picture of a, I got a picture from that show, and it's me, Vert, and Post Malone. Um, Davies came out that night too. Mm-hmm. Um, you might you might not remember that might okay. be the one yeah. I think that might have been a one though but that record was like yeah, the right first off. one yeah that, that definitely what was you want that was it even before, that was that was the record before Love is Rage so yeah 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 so it was around know. that like then I liked that song but I was still like we still need drum right but yeah probably also because like you said because the Drake me thing was going on at that time so it was like it was able to take it you know you got the you got you was like hey I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this exclusive <laughs> I'm gonna ask these questions so you know me and Ken, I said Cannon you gotta come with me <laughs> yeah because yeah, Cannon don't like really that, do right? interviews like that so um that was fun though I mean classic. look that was a classic that mm-hmm. definitely was a classic interview and that was around the time I was that was the last album I had, had put out so yeah. you know now fast forward again. six years later a diamond plaque from Uzi crazy and has Ooh, one of the EXO Tour Life right yep, yep. Tour Life. now he has arguably one of the hottest records in the game right now just incredible I just want to rock going crazy um, and he's working on a new album so you know I mean Uzi's Uzi's like had a hell of a career you know and I mm. think that 
you know, he's a staple artist, for, definitely for his generation. Yeah. And, you know, even if you look at like the double XL class that he was part of and you think about the the um, the cypher and like what people had to say about that class. And we look at that class now, like all those guys are like, you know, real guys yeah 21 <laughs> Savage made men Kodak Black mm -hmm. Yachty Uzi like yeah made men like so to have an artist like that you know for us and our name of our label is Generation Now it's like it's a testament to you know what we stood for and what we were always trying to do and again must be proud of that conflict resolution <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely I mean you know it's like it's like you know, first off, time heals everything, you know, and I've been in the game so long and, you know, I've I've had conflicts. So it's like you almost kind of just got to let it play out in some ways. And it's like, you know, of course, there's there's always bickering or always has been with artists and their labels and things. And, you know, for us, unfortunately, it played out publicly, you know, which obviously no one wants to see and then you know during that time we took an approach or a stance where we didn't like come out publicly and defend ourselves and mm -hmm. you know we were made to look like the bad guy you know from even from other companies that you know i didn't have to paint it that way you know what i'm saying but for us it was like you know we're stand-up guys we do stand-up business you know and um to be here in a space where, you know, we're, we're us and, and Vert are like family, you know what I mean? And back working and, and, and back in a, in a, in a good spot. It's like, you know, Tom, Tom Hill's all. Right. Yeah. And Tom seems to be on you guys' side. I mean, like with artists like Jack Harlow and Lil Uzi, people often talk about like, it's no artist development, you know what I'm saying? But th these guys are pretty developed. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about Generation Now that you guys are doing that I guess other people aren't? Doing the tough work. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think for us too, like, we're like the three-headed monster, like um, me, Cannon, and Lake, with um, how we approach um, our position within the culture, you know. Like, Lake is, you know, a mastermind when it comes to business, when it comes to touring, um, when it when it comes to, you know, just the behind-the-scenes work, you know, he, he does that effortlessly and, and an incredible job mm -hmm. canon you know when it comes to the music like he's we call him the wizard you know what i'm saying when it comes to the sound and the sonics and you know behind those boards like that's what he does and then i'm dj drama like i i get to go out there and wave the flag and you know um do the interviews and, and be vocal or you know like kind of just just be the mouthpiece for mm -hmm. for what generation now is and you know we, we we like we let our artists be who they are you know be as creative as they want to be and we support them as much as you know they want and in the directions they want to go at and you know we're as involved or as not involved as they want us to be at times so you know we're a very boutique label mm -hmm. so it's small so it's like you know we we can give our artists the attention that's needed. You know what I'm saying? We don't have 10 acts or, you know, yeah. multiple acts where it's like, you know, we're just trying to see who, who, who wins. Like we're very vested and invested when we sign somebody like we, we believe in them. 
And um, yeah, you know, I mean, we just we, we see that passion in, in the guys, you know, from very early on. Like those are two guys that I feel like, you know, they knew their vision and mm. some way or somehow we're going to be here. You know, we just also were able to lend them the shoulders to stand on to, you know, move a lot faster or stand next to us to, you know, be able to say like, yo, this guy's up next. Because you, you know said I mean? on the Jack Solo record, like you were saying how when you went to Kentucky, you told everybody that this is going to be the guy. I was saying this guy from Kentucky, yeah, right. I was telling everybody like, I'm telling you, like, Kentucky, Kentucky. This guy's gonna be it, you know? I mean, there's somebody in this room sitting in one of these seats that wasn't really <laughs> a believer. Me. Is so. this me? I hope it isn't me. Yeah, it's you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. Yeah. Jack, I was front on Jack. Hell oh, yeah, he you was front on Jack. You article you wrote where you said, oh, I, I have to admit I'm wrong? Oh, yeah, got that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was wrong about Jack Harlow. <laughs> yeah. We really? were supposed to do a conversation with Jack, and you was kind of I was hesitant. hesitant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's popping was really popping. We had popping. to make you a believer. <laughs> but, it, but it's, you know, I've been yeah. doing that my whole career. So. Yeah. <laughs> also, the drop had fell off. It was going to be over for him. Definitely. Oh, man. Let's get, talk about uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Let's get some light skin things off. Yeah, go ahead. This no, is, I thought that was just... We, we, how did you... How could you ever... <laughs> <laughs> think that drama no, had fell, fell off, off and I wow. was I just done felt for. like things were in a bad spot and there was it was unspoken tension you know how this game is like if somebody's you know it's a cold game man you know how it is like if you gotta stay hot in this thing and I think there was a downtime for you and you got up and resurrected even more majorly than you ever had your whole career look so, at me now I love being <laughs> hotter <wrong>. than ever <laughs> hottest ever hottest you've ever been damn you was wrong and you said <laughs> <laughs> and, you're still, and you're still being humble, man. Talk your shit about this album, man. You're being humble in this interview. No, let's not. Hold on. Why let's go back to this. Let's go back to this. Right, so okay. after all that I've gone through and all our that history, I've done. History, XXL, our history. Not even just our history. Okay. Just even through my career. Like, there have been times when I've faced some adversity, you know what I'm saying, and had to fight back from it. So I, I just... It baffles me for you to think that I would it would be over for me. Like, huh? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell y'all and show y'all? Like, I've been here. I'm here. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's the, what's the what's the key though? Like, you, you could say at a certain point though. Like, you know, you caught up in this Drake Meek shit. You're becoming somewhat of a scapegoat in it, right? I've been through that. Right? I've been and no, through and then Uzi, the fallout with Uzi. Yeah. So, like, the odds are against you. Like, talk to, you know, there's ups and downs in this business. Like, what advice would you give to somebody that may be going through a hard time where certain people aren't returning their calls or they're not being treated, like, with the respect and the relationships they used to have? Like, how do you, how do you rebound from that? So, let's put it in a context, first of all, because let's start with the raid, number one. I got locked up for fucking mixtapes and they took everything and people thought it could be over. They freeze the accounts. Then I went through, you know, the GZ and Gucci situation yep. and then there was the Drake and Meek and then you know the Uzi so it's like you know you I feel like you you don't you can't show your greatness until you're tested with adversity you know what I mean like you have to get knocked down to get up for people mm -hmm. to be like oh okay yep. he's he's the real one like he, that's the real deal you know the same way in sports in some ways like I think that's what makes LeBron great in so many ways is you know being you know counted out and and being able to you know still do what he's done yeah. um but I, I think again like even through all those things and and again I won't I won't I'll 
take accountability there at times that I may have made some mistakes or, you know, not always made the correct moves, you know, even through some of those situations with yeah. people. But I do stand on the fact that at the end of the day, like I'm a, I'm a good, I'm a good guy. Like I, I'm a stand up guy, you know, and I can, I can say when I'm wrong or, you know, yeah. make amends when it needs to be. And just beyond that, like, you know, I have such a love and a passion for the culture and for what I do. It's like, you know, that's what it comes down to. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, I was, like I said, like, I just was trying to get my name on a flyer. Like, so to be here after this much time and I, I love the game so much and want to continue to give to it and have done so much. It's like, I'm never going out bad. Like, mm. you know, even, <laughs> even at times when I've been counted out, like that's just, that's motivation for me, you know? And it's crazy. Cause even like my mom always says this to me, even like outside of business, just even in my personal life or just things like she's seen me at times where like my back has been against the wall and the way that I prevail or, you know, come through, like she, it, 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 that's one of the things that she's always proudest of me about, like mm. watching me, you know, in those type of situations. And I can account that with my career too. Like, you know, it, you're not the only person that may have thought that at a time or, or, or at various times. And it's like, look at me yeah. now, but I am a very humble guy. You know, I talk my shit on records and everything. I think in the last like year or two, I've been a little more vocal. Like, nigga, I am the culture. Like, mm. stop trying me. Like, y'all gonna <laughs> stop playing with what I've done out mm -hmm. here. Like, I'm one of the greatest to ever do it. Facts. You know, and it's just, um, but you know, I, I like being the underdog at times too. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I've, I've been put in that position and I've played that role and, you know, I'm, I'm I'm content with that. Like I'm content with continuing to be like I told you. Like I nigga, I told y'all. Why you. have you been able to connect? You know, throughout these years with the new generation, like you're a generational act. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, there's a lot of artists, a lot of DJs from like the '90s, even in 2000s mm -hmm. that just aren't prominent they anymore. Can't adapt. Yeah, they can't adapt. Why have you been able to do that? You know, that's a good question. I I feel like because. One, one, I think like the beginning of my career or like me being a mixtape DJ, like for me, it was, I was always addicted to like the new shit, like mm. being like ahead of the curve or like, you know, what was, what's, what's the new shit, you know? And, and that's not to take away from like, you know, I think hip hop turning 50, like being able to go to a Wu-Tang and Nas show and have just as much fun as I could at a Playboy Cardi show, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I was a teenager in the nineties. So that's my era. I, I, I love that. You know, that's what I ride around to listening to De La Soul's, uh, coming to stream. It's yeah. coming to stream and I can't be more excited. And we got a gangster <laughs> girls coming a little side. But, um, but you know, I, I think that I've just been able to adapt. Like I, one thing for me, even when I first got in position or when I first became like that guy, like in the, in like 04, 05, 06, yeah. like for me, it was like, okay, you got here. Like, how do you stay here? Like mm -hmm. relevancy is, was always key for me. Like it, it just always was something that I felt was important, you know? And, you know, we know how 
first of all, it's incredibly hard to do in hip hop for a long period, yeah. an extended period of time. But um, we also know how important that is. You know what I'm saying? And even to the public, like, you know, even at the, there were some years when the uh, a lot of the public may have not have seen what I was doing because we were building generation now and we were having artists that were in the forefront but me myself you know being back out here and you know being you know on projects or however people may see me it's like it's a good feeling um and you know I, I feel like this shit keeps us young forever I sit mm -hmm. on the tape like you know, I'm forever 21 like the store you know I mean? <laughs> like, like hip-hop can you know really you know, this music business, if you, if you allow it to, can, you know, keep you feeling rejuvenated and feeling vibrant. And that's not me trying to be something I'm not. I'm, not. I'm, I'm a 44 year old man about to be 45, but, you know, still being able to connect with the youth and, mm. you know, a younger generation. And I think that like, you know, now it's like there's a the, there, that's a generation that like grew up on gangster grills and you know even now a, a younger generation that may not have as much grown up on gangster grills mm -hmm. as getting hip to it and what have you and that's like as as much for me it's important to do tapes with legacy artists mm -hmm. like a jeezy or a, a push or a, a french or something it's also like for me it's like about you know finding and working with new artists as well. Mm. Like, I think that's always been what separates me from other DJs too, is that I'm not just a, a, a DJ that's like all about who the hottest person is or, you know, the, the biggest artist. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm work, I work with new niggas all the time. Like, and I think that, you know, people respect that about me. And that's something that I, I enjoy doing, like, you know, being a part of like new movements. Mm. Yeah, I forgot, B. That you broke the news of a Pusha T Gangsta Grill. Yes, sir. You did. Talk that shit went crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. we was on my Twitter spaces talking mm -hmm. about, you know, the list of stuff like that. And Pusha T was there and we got spilled the beans that you guys are working on the Gangsta Grills this year, man. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that? It's pretty exciting. Um, it's something that's been in the works for a minute. We, mm -hmm. Stephen Victor, had had some conversation. I, I'm, I'm thinking Victor might have came to me. Was it, it might have still been like summertime. It was, you know, it was somewhere mid in the year and was just like, yo, you know, 23, we want to do a Gangsta Grills. And, um, you know, at, at the end of last year, I think when Push did an interview, he, he, he mentioned like next year I'm doing an album and a mixtape. And I think I might have retweeted it and put like the eyes or something. <laughs> and, um, I talked, you know, I, I checked back in with us, with, with Victor. And then, yeah, Push got on the Twitter spaces when we was on. Yeah. And we announced it. So um, I can't give really much more details than that, you know. Well, is it going to be like original production, other people's beats? <sighs> it's too early. Ah, OK. It's too early. <laughs> Can't give I can't give up the good yet. It's, 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 this is gonna be one of them ones. It's very highly anticipated. Last time me and Push worked together on a Gangsta Grills was um uh The Reup? Yeah, volume three. Mm -hmm. I did volume three. So, you know, I'm excited for this, you know. I'm excited. Definitely like, you know, push is push and you know, the space that Gangsta Grills is is in right now, it's like what better time? Yeah, any other, any more twenty twenty three gangster girls lined up that you know? Got Absolutely, six right now. Yeah, we just French dropped. Montana. Yep, Jay Stone, Jay Rolling Stone. Stone. Yep, I've been in the studio working with Two C. 
Mm. Um, yeah. Damn it. There's definitely some more. What am I not? Joel Santana. There's more, for sure. <laughs> There's definitely more. It's it's going to be a busy year. Yeah. yeah. I know you always talked about the outcast when it never happened. Yeah. Is there one that you're still like aiming for on the wish list? Definitely a Black Thought, Gangster Grills. Mm. I feel like that's, you, you know, that. full circle. De La Soul. De La Soul is crazy. Yeah, De La Soul. That, that's that's going to be dope. I'd like to do a Brent Fires one. Mm. Um, That'd be dope. I'm not sure. Okay, so, I, you know, there's been some conversations about an Alicia Keys Gangsta Grills. Wow. Ooh. Uh, so, yeah. Do you like doing the Gangsta Grills, like the dedication style, or do you like doing the more original production? I like them both. The, now, the only thing for me is, is that if we're going to, if I'm going to do a dedication style with an artist, mm-hmm. I would want to make sure we go and, you know, dot our I's and cross our T's so it can go to the streaming platforms. Oh, right. yeah. You know Damn. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the Fat Joe one got taken down. The right? Fat Joe one got Ooh. taken down. Damn. And then there was another one I did. Who was it? I, th- I might have been like, I think it was Jacquees, which was a super dope tape. But, you know, we he uh, uh, it wasn't original music, mm. so it couldn't go on the streaming platforms. And I just feel like today in 2023, like, if we're going to do it, let's do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and it might take a little bit of time, but it can be done. Speaking of that, yeah, we are dropping uh, dedication to um, on streaming platforms oh, wow. this year. And it's going to have some new music along with it. Yeah. So that's that's pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, I, I like I mean, if it's like if I'm more if it's Wayne, absolutely like it's it's hella fun for him to you know get on the the hottest beats and you know go crazy and and what have you but it's just like for me definitely i would just wanted to touch as many people as possible and by doing that it means going to the dsps mm, absolutely and i also see that jack Howell is going to come to a super bowl near you man <laughs> doritos commercial <laughs> you peeped that i peeped it <laughs> pocket watch and be that yeah, i saw that yeah that's happening. Jack Harlow's getting a lot of big checks. Yeah. When it comes to Jack Harlow, like, what's been the most, I guess, gratifying part watching his success? The whole thing, really. I mean, you know. Is there like a moment specifically that you just stand up like, damn, this guy's really made it? I mean, just even now, like, getting ready for his first movie where white men can't jump, you know. Um, watching him host the MTV Awards was pretty big. Really, for me, like, I just remember even during the NBA Finals, I think being at home and watching the NBA Finals, and it was literally, like, two back-to-back commercials. What was it Kentucky Fried Chicken and New Balance? Mm-hmm. Like, back-to-back commercials with Jack Harlow on them, and I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. Like, it's, I, I remember, you know, when <laughs> he fucking walked into the studio, like, with his glasses and his curly hair, you know, and... <laughs> To see where he is now, it's like, you know, um, I'm I'm just, I'm really proud of him. I think like, you know, it's like the son I never had in some ways. So mm. yeah, it's all gratifying, you know, it's like, it's amazing to see. And I, and just that, you know, it's, oh, I definitely even hosting Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Like it's one yeah. thing for an artist to perform on Saturday Night Live. And it's almost like after the first time he did it, when he, when he performed, I just had this feeling. I was like, yo, next time he does Saturday Night Live, he's going to be hosting Saturday Mm. Night Live, you know? And I don't know for the younger generation if Saturday Night Live means 
to them what it means like to us of, yeah. of, of yeah. my age or our yeah. age but like that's a big fucking deal that's you know that, that's huge and, and only so many hip-hop artists have hosted and performed like what megan the stallion jack drake drake yeah. who else is maybe kanye i don't know but like yeah, yeah. it's not too many hip-hop artists that have done both yeah like maybe queen latifah so yeah, um, he's done a lot of lot of amazing, big big things in his career. Yeah, Churchill Downs, one of the best songs of twenty twenty two. By the crazy. way, crazy. Went How crazy. much fun was shooting that uh, video of the Derby? We had a lot of fun at the Derby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, that was that was probably like the most epic Derby ever. Like even for the people there to, you know, get did they to, know what you guys were doing, or you kind of was a, nah? They didn't know we sh- well. The the Kentucky Derby knew that we were shooting a video. Um, the people at the Kentucky Derby weren't. They didn't know. They just wound up. You know, one point we went out into the audience and fucking Drake and Jack Harlow were right here, and it was a frenzy. Everybody was going <laughs> crazy, but it was a fun time. You know, it was a, definitely a celebration. You know, Jack being from Kentucky, and that was I've been to. Kentucky during the Kentucky Derby, mm. but I had never actually been to the actual like race. So, you know, and everybody's dressed up yeah. and, you know, you put your fly colors on and <laughs> shit. So, and Jack's like parents were there and his family and, you know, his mom's in the video yeah. with, with Drake. So his parent and his parents are like the coolest, like yeah. super cool, you know, so. Um, and we have a great relationship with them too. So, yeah, that, that was a, that was a moment. That was a hell of a moment. Great record. Remember when it leaked and you, you had that conversation about it? Oh, man, I was so upset. I told you, don't worry about it, Drive. Everything is okay. Because the song had leaked yeah, online. I mean, yeah, he did. And Drive's like, yo, man, the fuck? He called me yeah, up. Jack was yeah. pissed, too. Yeah, Jack called Drake, right? He was pissed. Was yeah, we, t- we, we, we were actually performing in Boston. We were doing a, a New Balance gig. And, like, literally, like, while we were performing, the song leaked. Mm. And then I think, like, um, Neilam told me, like, yo, like, the song just leaked out. So he called, um, Jack called Drake, like, right there. Like, because we were trying to think, like, should we just drop it? Or, like, you know, what do, what do we do? And, you know, they went back and forth. And we decided not to drop it, like, you know, and tried our hardest to, you know, erase it off the internet as yeah. much as that's possible. Yeah. You got to catch up with those things. And then um, <laughs> Jack had, even before it had leaked, Jack was planning on putting some more bars on there right. so i think that was part of you know uh him being upset was that that version got out so mm-hmm. then it it looked like you know the leak happened and then he chose to put some more bars yeah. on afterward you know what i'm saying yeah so but when it dropped i was like drive don't worry about it yeah everything's it. great yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's a great song good. it's a great song what yeah. you need to worry about is when people hate it <laughs> right. And you were telling me it was good momentum for the album, too. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, that was like our, you know, that that was like our secret weapon. Like, yeah. we couldn't wait. We didn't announce that Drake was on a project or something. So we wanted to, like, hit him with that. But it worked out. Yeah. It worked out. Everything's great song. Out. Great, great song. Great song. Shout out to Boy Wonder. Yeah. A lot of great songs. I am really like that album. <laughs> yeah, man. Before we get out of here, Drew, really like talk that. your shit, man. Why is this one of the best albums of the year, man? Talk your shit. Listen, man. Um, can't believe we made it, man. We can't believe we made it. <laughs> you know? I think that, you know, for me, it's like as much shit talking as I do, 
you know, on on people's songs or whatever, like it's 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 motivation. Like, you know, I, I look at I look at what I do or, or what I've accomplished in a lot of ways and like not even just in my success, but in our success, like, you know, next door in Mean Streets, I have a, a, a sign up that says Field of Dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, Field of Dreams is if you build it, they will come, you know, mm -hmm. and and like I've, I've accomplished so much in my career. You know, I've, I've done some amazing things, you know, and even I'm, I'm two decades in, Ooh, you know, what I'm saying man. and to, you know, I'm hotter than ever. You know what I mean? Like right. it can be argued that this is the hottest I may have ever been in my career, you know? So at 44, going on 45 years old after two decades into the music business to be able to say that shit is like, you know, that's, that's rare. It's that's true. very rare. So to be on this album, um, to have the, the, the star power on this album, you know, creatively, it's an amazing body of work. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, me talking my shit, you know, the, the, the best of the best in hip hop. And, you know, I just like, we really like that. Like, that's what we do it for, you know, so you can tell the world I'm really like that. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> for a long time, I was, I, I was the one that was, you know, quite humble and, you know, laid back and, you know, but like, bro, stop playing with me like you niggas don't do what i do or done what i've done for the mm. culture and elliot's gonna stop counting me out that's over though <laughs> i give you two more decades i give you two more decades two more decades, two more decades. you got it that. i'll take that you know but it's all you know it's it's all for the love of 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 the culture you yeah. know hip-hop is turning 50 this year Ooh, you know and I'm, i've literally been djing for 30 years you know what i'm saying so like just to put it in context like that like you know, it's shit, it's shit. It's amazing. Like, you know, what, what hip hop is, has provided for us and, you know, given to the world, like it's the most dominant music genre ever, you mm -hmm. know, conquered pop culture. We conquered it. We conquered mm -hmm. it. Like we, we, we are that, you know what I mean? And with that, like, you know, I'm really like that. Really like, like that. We gone. We gone. <laughs> yeah. Rap Radar Podcast. Yeah. Rap Radar is Interval Presents original production from Hyperhouse. Produced by Laura Wasser. Hosts and producers, Elliot Wilson and Brian B. Miller. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Executive producer, Paul Rosenberg. Editing and sound design by Dylan Alexander Freeman. Recording engineer, Xavier Hayes. Special thanks to Travis Cochran, Caleb Seals, Giles Williams, Ryder, and Anwar. Operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Ellenswag. And marketing lead, Samara Still. Make sure to follow Rap Radar and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.